As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to another episode of the Steal a Moment podcast with me, Michael Lebois. Joining me on this wonderful St. Patrick's Day is Vertigo Child out of Buffalo, New York, as he gets set to release a new cover, a Billie Eilish cover. Uh, if you guys listen to the episode, you'll know which one it is. I'm not going to give it away from you. Uh, give it away to you uh, in the intro. <laughs> uh, but that comes out this Friday, so go ahead and check that out. Uh, he is fantastic young rock and R&B artist, who has actually worked with the likes of Johnny Craig, uh, who has been a regular uh, storyline on this channel for the first uh, year of this show, which we are slowly inching up on right now. Uh, but yeah, if you want to, all the description, all the links are in the description below for Vertigo Child. Uh, he is a diehard Elvis fan. We get a little bit into that. We also discuss what our next episode will be when we actually get there, uh, as we discuss some of the music that has been an inspiration to us over the years. Uh, he's also a bit of a jokester, uh, a lot of, a lot of comments, uh, hence the name of this episode. Um, Frank is, uh, is a character in a lot of different ways. So, uh, definitely stick around for the whole show and, uh, it'll be a great time. If you guys haven't yet, go ahead and please click the subscribe button, click the bell notification, and also click the like button. Uh, any interaction we get with this, uh, these episodes helps the algorithm grow the channel and we get a little bit more uh, uh, interaction outside of the normal group that we see. Uh, we are now up to 65 subscribers. We were at 66 and then someone decided they didn't want to be a part of the family anymore. Fine by me, but that's just the way it goes. Uh, the goal is to hit a hundred by June. Um, that would be fantastic. If we get there, that's great. If not, we'll keep trudging along until we get there. Um, it's been a, an interesting year so far as the world's starting to get back to normal, these opportunities for us to do some of these, uh, in person will be great. Uh, I'm really excited about that. If you guys also haven't yet, please head over to the Gunpowder Empire page as we have dropped a cover video last week for Saigon Kicks, Love is on the Way, which was uh, a lot of fun to record and a lot of fun to do with Sean. Uh, we have one for you guys next week that will be great, but dropping today as well is the new lyric video for Evil Within, my first foray into that world. Uh, I'm really excited about how it came out, how it, it came together. So um, definitely check that out when you can and um, let us know what you guys think of the mu new music and everything. And please uh, follow us on all of our social medias. Those are linked down below as well. Um, and check out the music. We have some great stuff out there. We've got some new stuff in the works. Uh, we have a cover of our own coming up 
that we're recording with be enormous uh, at the end of this month, which would be great. Excited to have that out for you guys as well. Uh, also, stay tuned for a couple new podcasts coming your way from uh, my new company, Red Hood Rising Podcasts. Uh, still trying to figure out the business logistics side of that, um, but really excited about this uh, concept, this idea. Thank you to Kevin Fox for the wonderful artwork. Uh, we'll definitely be coming back to you, buddy, for some other ideas here in the near future. With that being said, Vertigo Child and I would like to steal a moment. So what's going on, man? How are things? Uh, so uh, you, you got some new music coming our way uh, here in the near future. What's going on with all that? So me and the guys actually just got out of the studio last Thursday, I want to say. Working on a little something something, which if you'd like, I could leak it through this podcast. <laughs> it's up to you, man. That's uh, it's always a choice of the artist and guest. If you want to play a little bit, you're more than welcome to. Um, we can also splice it into the intro uh, when we release the show. So that, that's always fun, too. But uh, when are you planning on getting that out and released? I'm trying to get this thing out on March 19th. Okay. Kind, kind of a tentative date right now, but I would like it to be the actual like deadline date. Get it out that day. Yeah, the, it's always nice to have deadlines and, and structured dates. Uh, I know that, that sometimes as musicians, we don't always get what we want based on what distribution can do for us and all that shit. But, um, you know, it, it's also difficult being self, you know, self-produced, self-made. You know, it's never easy to kind of put everything together. Um, so I, I can understand that, but it, it feels good to get into the studio, record some stuff. Uh, is it the same group of musicians that you had in the, uh, acceptance within arm's reach? Yeah. I, I, uh, so actually, um, I have a new, a brand new guitar player. Okay. Uh, Zach, unfortunately parted ways with us after acceptance. Well, with parted away. Well, yeah, technically us, but I mean, I'm a solo artist. So right. anyway, he, he, he parted ways with the backing band own personal reasons. Um, so after that, uh, my producer actually played on body on mind. So he's the one who got all the crazy guitar licks on that song. And I managed to pick a guy up just out of kind of nowhere. I just had this gut feeling about him and he's on all the new material that's going to be coming soon. That's awesome. And sometimes that's the way it goes. Like, uh, for me personally, uh, we lost a guitar player around Thanksgiving and had to go in and kind of retrack, some of the stuff that we are actually the song we're getting set to release next week, uh, as of the recording of this podcast, um, we had, uh, uh, a, a little bit of a falling out, which was unfortunate. Great dude. He's starting his own project and doing his own thing, but like we had to go back through and, and fix, um, to get his tracks off the song and put in the new stuff for us. So I totally understand how that goes sometimes. And, and, you know, lineups change, things happen. No, nobody's perfect. If you look at most of the popular bands nowadays, there are very few of them have original members even in the projects these days. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so I, I did see that you're from Buffalo, New York. What's it like being an upstater 
in a, in trying to do some music in a world where like, you know, everybody knows New York city, but nobody really pays attention to Buffalo in sense of music. What's that like for you? I mean, honestly, if you know Buffalo, then you probably know every time I die. Yeah. That, 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 that's one major thing. If you know Buffalo, <laughs> you know, every time I die. <laughs> that's true. That's true. We but, have the rowdiest hardcore music fans here when it comes to like the tid the season Christmas shows and just anything ETID related. I mean, obviously, Buffalo is kind of hard to come out of. I'll admit it. It's not easy, especially seeing as like, I mean, there's not many artists coming out of here. And I mean, everyone wants to sound like another band and wants to be this, wants to be that. And I mean, I've always been one to push the envelope and push boundaries and not try and sound like anyone but myself. Like, yeah, and I, I know that one too. As a as somebody in a genre who kind of comes from a different background of music, it's different to kind of feel that vibe. And, and um, I was reading one of your articles. I think it was from the Fury, uh, the, new, the new Fury Media one. The new Fury Media one. You mentioned one of my all time favorite artists in that, and Craig David. That's an interesting influence for somebody who kind of does that all uh, R and B style that you do, uh, almost in that vibe of like. Uh, um, a guy that you collaborated with, like a Johnny Craig, um, what, who, how does that kind of like play into what you're looking to do overall? Um, granted I'm, I'm an old school Craig David fan. I grew up with like the, uh, the seven days Craig David in that style, but his new stuff's kind of different. So it's ironic. You say the seven days Craig David, because born to do it is actually one of the biggest influences on pretty much the new material. Sweet. Awesome. There, I can't there, wait then. <laughs> There, there is actually a song that is directly influenced from the song You Know What, because I just, that's my favorite song from him. So I was the like, uh, I was literally, I told Mike the Mix, the guy who basically curates the original beats for the writing process, and then we just pull everything back, rewrite it. But I told him, like, look, you need to listen to me here. I'm like, I love this song and want to write a song just like it. And <laughs> yeah, dude, that's a, that's probably my favorite song on that album. Um, but yeah, it, it, Craig David, actually, that whole influence spawned last year, like when this whole COVID quarantine thing started. Uh, Josh Manuel from Issues actually kind of th threw that whole thing at me because he started, he played seven days on his drum stream. I was like, who the hell is this? This is good. <laughs> and then uh, what, what song is it? He played Fill Me In. And I was like, okay, all right, all right. I need to listen to this whole record. Listen to the whole entire record for like a week straight, then another week straight. And I was like, okay, look, this is going into the EP influences. I cannot get sick of this album. I bought it on iTunes. I have the physical copy now. Like, yeah. Uh, Born to Do It and Slicker Than Average are in, in my regular rotation when I think about what I listen to when I'm in like a good R&B mood. Mm -hmm. Um, I throw Craig David in with a lot of, a lot of my vocal influences as well. Yeah. Um, as a, but it's funny cause I'm in a, like a hardcore, not a hardcore band, but like a, a hard rock metal band. So like mm -hmm. that influence kind of has a weird vibe within that style, similar yeah. to what like Johnny did with dance, Gavin dance and, 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 and Emerosa and stuff like that, putting yeah. that soul vibe into, um, into some of those projects. Uh, what was it like working with him? Did you get to work with him directly or was it more of a collaboration through like connection? So 
I, I cannot tell you how many times I've been asked this question and for people to tell me this story, it, like, or to, for me to tell them this story, it's for actually, sure, man. I'm sorry. It's, it's quite, I'm just saying it's quite an interesting story to say the least. So I actually wrote, if you feel lonely in an office building in St. Louis, Missouri, first off. So that's, that's kind of key information there. Um, so obviously, as I mentioned before, Mike, the mix is the guy who pretty much got this whole vertigo child project kickstarted pretty much. Cause I was like, I, I had, I need, I need to create like former band broke up and I mean, I need something to do, but yeah, uh, I got the beat made and he, I basically started writing the hook, uh, whatever. And then Mike hit Mike's like, yeah, so john johnny digs the song and he's like the only thing it's missing is his voice on it i was like really like really he's he's into it like are, are you sure are, are you fucking with me like he's like no he's like yeah uh johnny wants on his track he's like he's like you want him on it i said can i get a couple days to like think about this because it's like you're throwing this big opportunity at me i just can't say yes immediately to it so um gave me a couple days to sit on it and mull over it i was just like okay you know what do i have to lose it's my first single as a solo artist i messaged him back i was like fuck it let's do it he's like okay send me x amount of dollars for the deposit i'll send you his vocal take let me know what you think and then you can hit with the second half of it sure as shit literally his johnny's verse is my favorite part of the whole entire song it's always fun when that happens, man, like getting in a connection with uh, like you and I have a mutual connection with Adam Ramey of Dropout Kings. And Adam is and the shit. That dude's <laughs> legit, man. Like uh, Push Digital helped uh, grow Gunpowder Empire to places we didn't think we could get to in a, in a couple months. Uh, imagine what he can do with, you know, a lot of time. Um, I'm excited to see what happens in the coming coming uh years for us thanks to that guy um but that, that's the other thing i wanted to know too where did the name vertigo child come from like what do you what do you where's the influence behind that name why not go with your name or uh you know the keep it keep it to you <laughs> um honestly I, I will admit i never thought i was going to be a solo artist a day in my life and i did I, I was like my name doesn't sound marketable I just can't see that being on an album cover. I can't see that, you know, ooh, Frank Pescarella, like, oh, that, that no, that, 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 that doesn't look good. That's not going to look good on a billboard or nothing. Like, no, I need, I need something that really resonates, hits hard with me. So I have a friend of mine. Um, she could probably look her up. Sure. She's either under like Dame City Chase or Florida Dame. Mm-hmm. Her first record. Uh, she dropped it's called Magdalene Me. This was like eight years ago, and uh, she's one of my good friends. And she, she has a song with the same name, Vertigo Child, on it. And ironically enough, it's literally my favorite song she's ever written. Like, it just hit hard. I heard the acoustic version at first, and I was like, okay, there's something about this song. I need to hear the studio version. Heard the studio version, and it just connected. And it was weird because what the song is about is like pulling yourself out of a dark place and like a depression, which is where I was when this whole solo endeavor started. I was at like the bottom, I was at my lowest point. So it just made sense. It's like, this is it. This is it. Like I am vertigo child. Like the, this song was indirectly written about me, like kind of that sort of thing. 
Yeah, dude. I Hey, if you connect with something big enough, it's always good to take it to the next level and, and find a way to incorporate it. And I'm sure she appreciates that big time because it shows that her work resonated to you, which then created your work, which I think mm-hmm. is the important part uh, with a lot of music these days is like that idea of collaboration and even a connection between like your friend's work leading into you creating your own work and, and growing and, and developing into something bigger. It's always impressive to see things like that. I can speak from experience working with certain bands and projects where I can now feel the influence of that style bleeding into what I'm doing just by listening to it. Uh, I'm a big, like I said, I listen to several genres. I'm, I'm all over the map. Um, I'm not the, I listen to everything. Cause I don't listen to like country music and shit like that, but um, certain bands, their vocal stylings and, and definitely play style have affected how I play. Um, I have some friends in a band called anti-saint. Uh, they used to be called red tide rising. Um, and I was in that band for a while and like, I can feel those influences and how they produce has changed how I've started writing my own music and and developing through that. So I'm sure that your connection, uh, with Florida Dame really kind of adds that vibe and that feel to what you're doing. What was the style of music you were doing with the band previous? So I was in like a post hardcore metalcore band for about three years. And I'll admit, like, you know, coming off of three years writing this heavy, angsty music, I, I look back on the videos and the songs we wrote. I'm like, this is cringy as hell. <laughs> like, this, this is cringy as hell. Yeah, dude, I feel you. Just because you see how, like, the maturity and everything happens in the music just organically. Like, I go, I switch genres entirely. It's like, yeah. okay, I went from writing this disgustingly heavy music. And then it's like, oh. I'm writing pop R&B soul alternative music. And it's like, this maturity is great. Like there's no cringe. It's unapologetic. It's honest. Like, yeah, dude, I, uh, I can tell you from experience, uh, as, uh, someone who's been doing music as, uh, as more than a hobby for the last 22, 20, Oh shit. 26 years now. Um, the stuff I wrote when I was 18 to 23, uh, it's, it's not good. It's just, it's cringe worthy for sure. And it's always interesting to like, see how much you've matured. The, I mean, the most recent single we released is called through bloodshot eyes. And I'll tell you what, man, that's my favorite song I've ever written in my entire life. And it just shows the growth and maturity of, uh, of musicians in general. And I think that that's something that people don't necessarily always see. You know, if you think about it, who are some of your favorite bands growing up? Like who are some of the bands that you followed through different, like through the time period that you started really like listening to music? Um, I mean, a big one is Linkin Park. That's like a very, very major influence. And then if you want to flip the coin, you could just see, you know, Backstreet Boys in sync. You know, it's like, okay, well, it started. It's, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'll take that one. I was an NSYNC kid all the way, man. And then you could flip the coin again and you'll see like Motley Crue and it's like, okay, well, we're starting to get somewhere here. Like the metal's starting to bleed into everything. <laughs> right. But, but Lincoln Park's a perfect example. That is a band that matured over time, changed their sound. And, you know, it may have alienated fans here and there, but like you can see the progression. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Depression. Um, one of my favorite bands of all time is Slipknot. And Corey Taylor has stated thousands of times in interviews, you can't be angry all the time. Exactly. You you have at, at some point things are not you can't be mad about everything. So at, at times you're not going to write a very angsty record. It's just the nature of music. You're going to change. Uh, I got to tour with Seven Dust at one point and talking to them about the progression of their music. There was a period where they were writing stuff that was a little bit more emotional and a little more attached to who they were as people and you know, they were going through a tough time. So the music took a darker turn. They were going through positive swells. The music had a different feel. It's just how it goes. Not every band is going to sound the same. I'm sure Vertigo Child in five years will sound completely different than Vertigo Child now. Vertigo Child is going to sound different next year, like entirely different next year. And everyone's not even going to see it coming. That's the thing. And that's it. And that's growth and that's development. And that's what you're looking for as an artist. Am I, am I, am I off base in any way, stretch or form here? No, not at all. Okay. That, that's good. Cause that's like exactly it. I feel like people sometimes want their bands to stay the same no matter what. And then you put yourself in a position where, you know, if they change a little bit, Oh, they sold out. Oh, they're not good anymore. It's not, it's not about the music anymore. It's about the money. And like, no dude, like, Another example is Bring Me the Horizon. Ollie wanted to write a progressive record, so they released a progressive record and then released, in my opinion, the best record of 2020 uh, with Post Human, which is my favorite album. That was sick. Survival Horror was incredible. Yeah, that album is nasty from track one to track six. Like That whole record is money from top to bottom. But you know, people were pissed off that they wrote a non-hardcore record in between and like you know it wasn't my flavor but you know what wasn't terrible i've heard worse yeah but what did amo and that's the spirit do for the band it progressed their career exactly thank you you nailed it (laughs) that that, that's the thing though people don't get that they're like oh this band changed styles they went from being this deathcore band to like this pop rock alternative style band it's like look look at look at where they were 
Look at where they are now. What do you notice? Oh, I don't notice anything. The music just sucks. It's like, shut up. Exactly. And that's what gets to me. Like the difference between uh, Suicide Season and Sep Eternal is night and day. The difference from Sep Eternal to Omo is night and day. But you have a band who's progressed and created new fans. Like I came in, I, I owned suicide season because i really like chelsea smile that song was awesome but like i didn't like the rest of the record i love sub eternal i love that's the spirit mantra is probably one of my favorite songs that's in regular rotation by bring me the horizon but at the same time i think you know survival horror is the best record they've ever made and it's the, the most recent one and i think it's it's perfect like it's almost exactly what i was hoping they would do in combining what their styles were crazy right like yeah it's nuts i feel i feel like they've only gotten better i came in at there's a hell and that ironically enough is my favorite record from them mind you i i do also agree that the first of four post humans is literally like the way that you introduce that whole concept they they killed it like it's like okay no one knew what was going to come out of this it's like okay you get one single all right this is cool like all right you get another single. This is pretty damn cool. You get a third single. Oh, this is really good. <laughs> and it's like, okay, here, here's here's like six more songs. It's like, all right, you did something damn good. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because like I was like, oh man, they have a track with baby metal. And then I listened to that and I was like, oh, King Slayer <laughs> fucking rules. Like you you kind of get lost in in the story of the song, which I think is even more important and, and is always fun to like watch how it changes and grows. Mm-hmm. So, uh, to kind of switch gears real quick, because I'm a I'm a person who likes to get to know people outside of their genres as well. Um, saw a post from a couple weeks ago. We as Gunpowder Empire commented on it. Uh, I see you're a Buffalo Sabers fan, which is respect, man. It's always a, a pleasure to see a fellow hockey nerd in the world. I never thought I was going to actually say this on a podcast, and I'm going to apologize to my drummer, Peter, for this. If he listens to this podcast, the Sabres suck. Sorry. <laughs> hey, man, respect. <laughs> uh, I, I'm a diehard, lifelong Avs fan, so. He made me make that post. That was all him. I didn't want to make the post. He forced <laughs> me to do it. Well, for your drummer, it, it's okay. Someone else posted in there that the Sabres suck, too, so you're fine. Hey, at least they're telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but are you a hockey fan at least? Do you enjoy do you enjoy sports outside of your music life? So I'm actually a lacrosse fan. Okay. All right. I like so I, I'm a I love the Buffalo Bandits. Like NLL, like I mean, I'm I'm pissed that there's no season this year, but like Bandits games are literally superior over Bills games and Sabres games, in my personal opinion. Respect, man. Uh as a baseball player growing up dealing with having to deal with lacrosse players. I think lacrosse is is an interesting sport. I don't know enough about it. Um, I do know that we have two championship franchises here in Colorado. We have the Colorado outlaws and the Colorado mammoth. Uh, So, so I, I do, I do follow the sport a little bit, but not as closely as I follow the majors and, and then soccer. Cause I'm, I, I am a a Euro whore a little bit, Um, (laughs) but, uh, but no, like, I, I think, is that an Eastern influence too? You think like East coast cities or Eastern side states tend to be more lacrosse centric. I feel like that's a Northeast and, and coastal sport and, and yeah. I mean, here in Colorado too, but I, I mean, I think Canada caters to it a little bit too. 
Because I mean, there, there's some Canadian teams over the or over the border. Yeah, uh, Toronto's got a pretty stolid team, from what I've heard. Toronto, yeah, the Toronto Rock is that team is insane. <laughs> nice. I've seen. Yeah. I, I forget what Bandits games I've went to, but I always happen to just slide right into the rivalry game. I'm like, okay, this is gonna be nice. <laughs> Did you play any sports growing up? So I've probably played every single sport under the sun growing okay. up. There you go. And, and quit all of them because I was like, look, this isn't me. This isn't what I want to do. And then, you know, the last sport, if you want to consider it one, I quit Taekwondo to pursue music. Okay. That is a sport. Hands down. Um, I have a comedian friend who was actually on this podcast who is um, training in jujitsu. So I consider all martial arts a sport. Uh, I go as far as to say that bowling is a sport because it requires skill and has a ball. Um, Man, bowling rules. Yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> actually, if you're watching this, Donald, congratulations on your second 300 in four months, brother. Good job. Um, my guitar player's sister's boyfriend just bowled his second 200 uh, last night. So, or 300. Bowled his second 300 last night. So two perfect games in four months. That's crazy. Yeah, dude's ridiculous, man. I he needs to just go pro already. Get out of working in water industry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what do you do outside of music? What are what are some of your other passions? Uh, like, what, what is the stuff that makes Vertigo Child tick? Um, sarcastic response. Music. Music. <laughs> More <Okay>. music. <laughs> That's not a sarcastic response. Every musician that I've that I don't know personally, um, who I've interviewed on this podcast, has said that like even their interests outside of music are music. So that's just how it is. Like I, I, I literally like if I'm not thinking about music, I'm probably going insane. I can respect that. So like no video games, just playing music all the time. Don't really follow sports all that much. Just kind of enjoy. I mean, besides the bandits, of course, but I mean, no real video games. Literally don't have an interest to lay around and be a couch potato and stare at a screen for hours. I don't really watch TV because, again, same thing. Don't want to sit and stare at a screen forever. I'll go on Twitch a little bit and watch some streams, but that's not too often. It's just like I think about the next move. Like I think about what's next. I can't afford to just lay around and watch this and watch that. I mean, I watch wrestling three nights a week, but I mean, that's, it's still, I'm like. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
like I always got to think about what's next. What's next for Vertigo Child? What's next for my musical career? Like, when am I going to do this? When am I going to do that? Yeah, I I can understand that. I take, um, I mean, I have a I have a nine to five, so I have that Monday, Tuesday through Saturday. But like, I occasionally will get down and and maybe you know play like an hour of of something just to get my mind off of everything else. But I also run the podcast. I have my own band project. Um, I also do play by play for sports on the side, along with you know running a helping run this, you know, so, uh, I get like that focus sometimes like just being, you know, I I sometimes have to step away from looking at the next step every now and again, just to kind of recharge my batteries. Cause sometimes if you put yourself in a position where you're only looking to go to that next step and you're pushing yourself super hard to get to that next spot, that sometimes you just push yourself too far. You got to take one step back. Not always a bad thing though, man. I respect the drive, dude. I fuck. I'd kill to be back in that mode of like, what's the next step to the next step to the next step to the next step. Whereas like, I'm more like, let's get project a done to lead to project B. Um, but I'm also going to take 45 minutes to an hour to chill and turn my brain off a little bit, play a little Madden, maybe a little Wolfenstein and, and focus on something other than trying to create, the next masterpiece, if that makes sense. I, I mean, mean, I mean, I was like that, but when you have, when you're one person and you have so many ideas that you're like, I need to execute. I can't wait to execute. Cause I literally tell people, I'm like, time waits for no one. Like, if you got this idea, you need to get on it like now. Otherwise, someone else is going to take your opportunity. Someone's going to take that idea that you had seconds ago and it's going to be theirs. Like, you got to get on it now. Yeah. Hey, man, I respect the drive. That's the way it should be. And I, I mean, I forget. You know, I'm in a band mindset. So like we have people doing different things at different times. Like um, I do all of our video editing for all of our cover tracks that we do. Um, my guitar player does all the tracking for all of that. Um, how much uh, in-house work is done by you? Like how much mixing in, in, in any recording do you do on your own? Or do you all do everything through studio? Um, so we do nothing at home besides demo out stuff and, you know, (laughs) the the usual pre-pro got to get prep for the studio, all that fun stuff. It's usually just, that's basically all we do. I do pretty much bulk of the work. Like when it comes to planning things, music videos, promos, this, that, the other thing, I I'm pretty much the machine that runs this whole thing. Okay. And then you have Mike, the mix. What does he do? Is he part of the engineering process for you? Does he help track? Uh, he basically curates the original beats, as I mentioned earlier, like right. he, he, he basically creates the foundation for the tracks and how they're going to end up. Okay. So all the, all the additional production you hear in acceptance, that's in the original beat that was in there. We just obviously rewrote it with guitar and bass and, you know, added the additional production elements. Nice. Okay. That's cool. And, uh, where do you guys record? Uh, so we record at a studio here in Buffalo, actually Hamburg, New York, called Skyway Studios. Shout out RJ DeMarco and also shout out Fernway because Fernway rules and they're about to drop their best music they've ever dropped this year in 2021. Hell yeah, dude. I'll, I'll throw all those links in the description below as well as probably have a couple runners showing uh, stuff throughout. Uh, all the the shout outs and everything, man. It, it's always good to to rep other people. Um, 
How do you feel about your collaboration with other people in your scene? Like, are you working with other people to kind of help make their like a Buffalo scene to help push forward in 2021? Uh, so I'm a huge advocate to that. I literally, so after losing the whole metalcore band, whatever, all that nonsense, because metalcore seems filled with drama. Sorry, not sorry. Had to say Facts, it. bro. Don't worry about it. But, uh, yeah. So ever since I kind of pursued this whole solo endeavor, I've been all like, okay, look, I'm not competing with you because this competition bullshit's annoying and I just don't care enough to do it anymore. Like if I, you already see where I'm at. So if I'm at one place, I'm going to get you either to the same place I'm at or I'm going to get you to an even better place than I'm at. So I'm all about like helping other people. Like I hooked up my homie Early Bird with Push Digital Marketing and his new Fury Media article just dropped today. And I was like, yep, let's get it. Like I'm the reason for that. Like I helped you out here because I knew you needed that push. Like, right. And that's the thing is like, I love the idea of collaboration. That's what I love about push is that we work together as a unit to kind of build those connections and work together with all the other bands in that group. Uh, and, and, you know, we're all different genres. We're all different styles in there. You got the free boys, you got uh, early birds. We got you, you've got gunpowder, you've got you know, sound of silence. You've got um, rivals. Yeah, out rivals. rivals. Yeah. You know, all that. And, uh, it, it's always interesting to like, kind of see what you can do in working together with all these different people. Um, I know for a fact, like I check in with Adam once or twice a week, just make sure he's doing good, you know, and we, and we have that like family vibe with push. It's always been that way, at least since we've been with it. And it's, it's nice to see that that community is still working together. Um, I can speak from experience that when we shot our video here in Denver, um, we brought in our boy, Travis, who, uh, is in a, is in two different decent projects, you know, but he shot it for us. And our boy, Scott, who is episode four of this podcast, um, he came in and did the lights for us. He's got his own projects. So we, we use those as means to promote each other. You know, we all have different vibes that we, we assist with and bring in together. Um, the studio that I record at shout out to Han, uh, Han audio, and Taylor Hahn over there, and then Ted Jensen over at Sterling uh, Media, who does all oh, of our mixing. Oh yeah, Ted Jensen. Mm, love that name. Yeah, that dude. Uh, that dude mixed uh, everything we've done on the heavy level of Gunpowder Empire, or mastered. He's mastered all all three of the the singles we've released as the full band of Gunpowder, and he's going to be doing uh, the next one that comes out uh, next week, and anything that <laughs> we record with Han Audio from here on out. Uh, dude's a mastermind and I love working with him and I love to continue working with him. Um, but that's the thing is like the introduction of working with Taylor Han hooked us up with Ted Jensen. Therefore, you know, we know we're getting the best quality production for what we're paying for and putting out there. Um, that's the, I think that's the most important takeaway from anything is you, you know what you're getting when you're working with the people you work with. Same with the community that you're developing. Now, I agree that the metalcore and, and post-hardcore genre has a lot of drama in it, but I think it's because it's the style of music that's presented. Oh, no doubt. And, and I think that that's part of where the drama comes from. But at the same time, if you work with the great, if you can find great talent and work with them and they're willing to work with you, you will never be stronger than the unit you create with the entire group around you. For sure. 
And, and I can respect that, that you're, you're helping out your boys and, and the people that you work with, uh, straight shout out to rivals. They got a new track dropping, I think Valentine's day. It's already, it's already out. It's oh, already strawberries out. already dropped. Strawberries is out. Okay. So there you go. And dropped as a two, four, when this was recorded, go check that out. Strawberries guys, is a banger. Yes, it is that they've released some really good shit over the last few, uh, months that I've seen all this new stuff is, is a good vibe. Uh, heathens yes. came up on my on my playlist a couple days ago so i've been thinking about reaching out to them here shortly as well i have faith that this rivals record is totally gonna top damn soul like i just it's going to like every like every single time they've dropped a new single banger 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 yeah and and that's one of the things i, I i've uh, found interesting about this last year i mean how did 2020 both benefit benefit you and kind of help you grow your brand so i'll admit i mean i still was my first year as a solo artist so i mean you don't know you don't really know where where your starting point is where your end point is where you're gonna end up and i came home was in a bit of a financial slump i'm like okay i have to record my next single i've been literally sitting on this thing for seven months like i need to record this so obviously recorded acceptance film the music video had a ton of crazy content come out with it, like two videos talking about what the song means, original ideas, what have you. Uh, finally launching. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Merch store, and then get it managing to like pull out another third single. And I was like, okay. This, this 2020 managed to help me more than it harmed me. I mean, mind you, financially, it was a little tough, but I just kept investing. I said, look, I can't stop. Like, this is it. Like, Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, for us, it was uh, more so unfortunate that we, we had drive and plans for 2020, got shut down a little bit, obviously, still managed to make things work out for us in the long run. But, you know, overall – I feel like artists in particular took 2020 as an opportunity to really try and develop and find ways to create and, and put new material out there. And I think 2021 is going to be the year that we see some of these bands like rivals like you 
maybe even us, if we can get some more material out, um, kind of start to make that path and, and push and really find ways to, to grow things. Um, I mean, I started this podcast. It was four years in the making, man. Like I just thought nobody wanted to hear me talk about anything. And then I realized that I give myself a platform to allow other people like yourself a chance to promote their shit and get their voice out there and be heard. And, you know, it may be, you know, a small group. Like we have 54 subs to this channel now, but who knows where it's going to be in a year? Who knows where it's going to be in five months? Mm-hmm. And that's the whole thing. It's like, we, you know, we may not see growth tomorrow, but we'll see it over time and it, it takes time. And, and, and that's the, the part of it that we, we as creatives find, you have to find that, uh, as uh, Colton Ramey said, Colton's also part of the push marketing family. Uh, you got to find the why that makes you cry. And, and you know, you got to push, you got to find it. And that's something that I, I think we as creatives really do drive to find. And um, I can definitely say that acceptance is, is probably my favorite track of the three. Um, I vibe with it real well. I think it's one of those ones that just has a, a, a great overall feel, but all three are bangers, man. Do you have a do you have a personal favorite right now, or is your favorite coming up? Is it is f- it in the works? My favorite song is actually the title track of the EP that's dropping this fall. And you didn't hear that from me. I definitely did not say that the EP is dropping this fall. <laughs> okay, okay, respect, respect. Um, that that was someone else in the room with me who just said that the Vertigo Child EP is dropping this fall. Some I saw the dude run out the door. I didn't catch him. He, he's yeah, gone. He peaced where, out. I don't know where he went. Right on, man. Well, you know, it, I'm looking forward to seeing what's coming next just because I like I do. You're in my rotation for real. Like, no lie. I got your tracks in my in my daily rotation, um, especially acceptance. I don't know what it is. That song just hits me in the right spot, um, probably because that's what I've been vibing with lately. That style. Um, that I mean, feel if, you want, if you want me to be real, that's my favorite song of the three. OK. Without without being like, oh, I mean, yeah, there's another favorite. But like if we're talking right now, um, Acceptance, honestly, is my favorite song out right now. Don't get me wrong. I love the other two, but Acceptance is a very personal song. I was in, obviously I was in a dark place when I yeah. wrote the song and just the meaning behind that. Just I mean, the song is about honesty. It's about, you know, accepting things for what they are and just not holding back the like whatever it is like literally acceptance in arms reach there's acceptance in arms reach there's nothing left for me to keep from you like i can't lie to you i can't i just have to be honest with you and just not hold anything in yeah and uh exactly the two songs that i consider my all-time favorites that i've written with any project lyrically um through bloodshot eyes is about essentially someone who told me that I was the most broken individual they'd ever met and that I was never going to amount to anything. And the song is literally silencing. The song is about silencing them and telling them like, I'm stronger than you'll ever be. And I don't know why you feel the, the need to bring me down. You know, um, I've, I like through bloodshot eyes could mean through the period of time where I chose to make some decisions that weren't the best for me through mm-hmm. um, dealing through all the tears that I shed over this particular individual that made me feel like I was so little that I didn't have any value. 
Uh, and then the other song is called Silence. It's on our acoustic record. Um, this time with feeling check it out it's the first one uh it's on spotify apple music you can get it anywhere check it out uh there's a music video on our youtube page as well i'll put it in the uh put it in our uh little i card like right now uh, <laughs> but uh um that song is actually about being ghosted and feeling with the the trouble with silence and what it does to people because it can create someone who's already feeling like they're overthinking everything and making things worse but also you find if you handle it right you can find a piece in a development in your own head of how to to get better from that and uh sometimes you know it's interesting because you, you write things and then um i may have found the original demo to that song a couple months ago <laughs> It was bad, <laughs> but it's amazing to see the growth. Have you ever done that? Have you ever gone back and looked at some of the original versions of songs and then compared it to the one that you end up releasing and seeing like how it's matured and, and reborn it like it's been reborn? <laughs> oh, my God. So I'll admit the first mix of If You Feel Lonely is the cringiest damn thing. This day. <laughs> oh, so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> But so like there was just there there was there was a whole little situation that you know I had to go and do that song through two different people because one just sucks at what they do and the other one is just Mike the mix and he's just great at what he does. Mm-hmm. But I listened to the first mix of that song and I'm just like, oh, what is this? Like I even listened to the demo of Acceptance. I'm like, all right, this is all right, but it's not that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> The demo of Body on Mind is like straight cringy. I'm like, ugh, no. Yeah. So the the demo of Through Bloodshot Eyes is hysterical because it sounds completely different to what we ended up tracking. And like the song itself was the original version of the song was written like 10 years ago. And we just changed the lyrics and kind of played with certain parts of it. But the song turned when it got into studio, it turned into this behemoth and like became an amazing song and then um the song we're releasing next week is called evil within the song had so many different parts we ended up rewriting the lyrics to both songs like three days before the studio um to kind of just get a better feel for what we feel felt the songs should represent which is always kind of an interesting process i don't know uh what is your particular writing process is since this project is is your solo baby like Obviously, I have bandmates that help me write shit, but what what's your process through this? So uh, this is a never-ending cycle. You know, we just, you know, hmm. I send it to this guy, I send it to that guy, I send it to that. <laughs> no, so so Brave New World actually asked me this question on their little catching up with a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um basically what happens is starts with Mike the Mix. I'll I'll have him make me some beats just to get a vibe going. And after that, he'll send me, he'll send me the stems, whatever. And, you know, pull back the drums, pull back the bass, add guitar. So it goes through my drummer, through my bass player, through my guitar player. So I got all that. It's time to co-write lyrics and melodies with Rio Wiley, which if you don't know who Rio Wiley is, you probably should know who Rio Wiley is. He has a uh, EP currently out now called Summer Over, and he has a record that came out last year called I Hate the Internet, 
And all the dude knows how to do is write golden bangers. And when he hears this, hopefully he does hear this. And then he's going to probably text me and be like, dude, thanks. But yeah, uh, I co-write. I co-wrote, actually, Acceptance and Body on Mind with him lyrically. Okay. And uh, the lyrics and the melodies and the whole EP is going to be the same process because if this man doesn't have a writing credit on my music, you know, it's probably not going to look too good. <laughs> okay. I just found him on, uh, I just found him on YouTube. So I'll definitely throw his links in the uh, description below as well. This is going to be a crowded ass description, man. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, my job easier. I mean, I mean, I could start shouting people out left and right. Cause I mean, <laughs> there's, there's tons of people. My, my team is incredible. Like, yeah, dude. I, hey, you know what? That's one of the things I definitely learned as a musician over the years was like, you can't write. I, I honestly believe as a lyricist, you can't write by yourself. Um, you you can, but it's not going to have the same vibe. You, you gotta, you gotta get input. And uh, my shout out to my writing partner, Alex Peck and Sean Peck. Uh, those guys are awesome. My drummer, guitar player, um, Alex and I do when we get together, the the craziness and the, the structures and the style of things that come out with his brain and, and mine combined to like write some incredible shit is incredible i'm really excited with evil within the track that's coming um alex sprinkled in some amazing metaphor and, and some really cool structure concepts in that song um and, and you know it, it, it's it's impressive when you find the right vibe with somebody um like i'm sure you and rio have it's got, you know, you've got a, a, a connection that helps develop something. Mm -hmm. So, um, what else is like, so, so you go in and write lyrics after the music's created usually, cause you want to go off of what the vibe of the music's playing for you. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And it, it's different for everybody. Like certain songs we come in with lyrics in place, like silence was written before the music was. So I restructured the lyrics to fit what the music ended up being. Um, but you know, it's not, everything kind of plays how it's supposed to, but you know, if you have your formula and it's working, fuck, don't stop. That's what I said. Yeah. I, I mean, the thing is, it's weird. Cause if you feel lonely was written the opposite way. I mean, obviously I had the beat, but I mean, mm -hmm. I, I wrote all the lyrics down. I wrote, I actually wrote the lyrics to the beat. Like the whole chorus melody was like verbatim right to the beat. Okay. Okay. But I mean, after that, I was like, okay, Rio offered to help me. Rio also was the reason for acceptance of success. Like, it was like, okay, I'm clearly doing something right. Then with okay. body, on, body on Mind, like, that writing process was the craziest, most insane, yet fun process ever. Which is always crazy when that happens. Like, when the writing process just kind of is fun, the song tends to be better. I mean, literally, I, I, I shit you not. We wanted to kill each other by the time that we were done with that song. <laughs> we wanted to literally kill each other. Like my drummer, Peter, yes, I I'm shouting you out again. And I mean, when you listen to this, you can probably tell me to go fuck myself. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but he literally told me, he's like, I fucking hate this song. I hate this song. And then, and then of course, recently he's like, you know, now after thinking about it and how long it's been out, I actually got used to it. I like it now. I was like, I hate you. I literally hate you. <laughs> that happens though, man. That happens. Sometimes you just, you end up enjoying a song more as you get to get into it. I can tell you right now, I've had plenty of songs where I was like, I don't ever want to play this song live again. And then I'm like, 
So when are we uh, when are we playing that again? We're gonna put that back in the set list this week. Uh, what's the plan? <laughs> yeah, that that's the thing. He's like, you know what? Let's just play the three hardest songs that we got first. That way, I can just feel like I want to murder you at the beginning of the set and just chill out the rest. I'm like, okay, so you're gonna get this song, and then you're gonna get Body on Mine, and then you're gonna get the other crazy news, the other crazy new song that we got. And I was like, okay, well, you're the one who said it. That's gonna be the set list for the first show. <laughs> uh. What speaking of shows, what's the plan for 2021? Are you guys uh planning on hoping to get some shows out? What's uh what's upstate New York got in terms of I guess actually I should say western New York have in terms of uh venue openings? Any ideas? Uh so there's like two bars open right now, but I mean it's not much. I'm not going to debut as a solo artist until 2022, just so we have enough time to really construct this live show and really perfect the set list because I, I i was supposed to debut this year but then with covid and everything and then obviously i thought my ep was going to be out by now right but obviously everything got pushed back with covid like i i didn't know when my second single was going to drop my second single dropped august of last year and then i dropped body on mine december of last year so everything kind of got pushed back further and further yeah but now that I actually have like this clear and concise idea, it's like, look, I'm not going to debut. I'm not going to tour. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that until like 2022. I don't want to, I don't want to force anything. I don't want to go and debut and have it be a flop. I want to actually like give people the experience that I, I want for myself. Like, I don't want to go and be like, oh, I'm a local singer songwriter. Like I'm a local pop artist. Like I'm going to be like every other bar band in Buffalo. No. <laughs> i got you man hey ain't nothing wrong with that have you thought about maybe doing a couple covers as well to kind of fill in some space and some time and maybe draw some uh attention mm, it's interesting you asked me about covers <laughs> very interesting you asked me about covers <laughs> quite quite the uh question seeing as i just got the first mix back of the cover of my future by billy eilish that is probably going to drop on march 19th Oh, okay. Fuck yeah, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm game. Um, sweet. So you're doing my future by Billie Eilish. Nice. Okay. Again, this is probably this podcast probably gonna drop, and I was like, what? It'll, it'll <laughs> probably drop closer to March than you than than yeah. Just because I have a few in front, like I'm 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 front loading a little bit because I gotta. Uh, we're having some construction done in the apartment, so I'm not going to be able to record for a couple weeks. That's a lie. I'm not really dropping that. Whoever listens to this is not happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's not actually coming. Never. Uh, it's actually a Rick Astley cover. Just, you know, they're just. <laughs> Everybody's getting Rick rolled. <laughs> no, no but you're that's, doing... yeah. that's actually happening. Yes, I we just got out of the studio last week recording it, and I just got the first mix earlier, and my jaw dropped. Nice, dude. I love when that happens. It's always nice to to feel that way. Um, yeah, uh, Gunpowder's doing like a cover every couple months just to kind of keep ourselves afloat for now to kind of, um, since we're all kind of restricted in Colorado a little bit, we can't really do too much together. Um, my guitarist works for the state, so he's out working out in public all the time. I work from home and our our drummer works from home so like it, it's kind of hard for us to find time to like get together so we're trying to write on our own and while we're doing that we're producing some some sweet solo 
covers and shit. So it's been kind of fun. Doing yeah. That. I mean, it's weird. Cause I mean, I never thought the idea of, Oh, let's do a cover. And then all of a sudden, like I was bored one night sitting exactly where I'm sitting right now. I was like, I want to listen to my future. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I just want to listen to it and put on the studio version. I was like, yeah, I'm not feeling this. Put on a live version of the song. I want to cover this song. <laughs> Literally the exact moment was, I, I want to cover this. Like I've seen this video and I was like, yo, like what, what if? And I messaged Mike to mix. I'm like, so I, I want to cover this song. He's like, do it, man. I said, okay, well, you want to build the foundation for us? He's like, yeah, sure. So he, <laughs> he, he, he builds the foundation. We don't even touch it. Like, well, at first we did the first demo just turned out like complete shit. So we yeah. Like, then we then it was my my idea. I'm at work. I'm listening to the first demo. I'm like, guys, I don't like it. Like, can we rewrite this whole thing? Because I found a cover of it on YouTube, which is like this full band vibe. Okay. I was, like, I was like, okay, this dude's rocking it out. I'm like, but but we're gonna do it better. Like we're gonna do it way better. And now I can't even listen to the original song anymore because our version just slaps the living shit out of it. <laughs> See, that's what that's what I like. Sometimes a cover will jump, jump the shark and, and be better than uh, better than the original, which is always fun. Uh, one of the bands I just interviewed actually, yes, uh, Tuesday uh, is a band called Glass Tides out of uh, Adelaide, Australia. And they did a cover of um, Juice World's Come and Go mm-hmm. and uh, with Marshmallow. And uh, their version is dope, like I was like, this is a cover, isn't it? Like, this is this is a bad. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And then I went and found the, the original version. I was like, oh, Glass Ties got you in the book, Juice World. Like, <laughs> rest in peace, homie. But nope, you got burned by a band from Australia. Um I mean, people have already asked me, like, do do you hope Billy sees it? I'm like, if Billy Eilish sees this and it just, like, escalates this platform, I will scream. Like, if she sees any sort of, like, connotation of this cover, I'll lose my mind. Dude, just hope Phineas likes it. He'll he'll tell her. 
Oh yeah, I'll be like, so uh, Billy, 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 there's a cover out there. We might have to bring these guys out on the road. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's always like uh, it's always cool to like try that stuff out and see what happens. Like we're doing some older songs, like from the early two thousands and early ninety, like mid nineties, with some of our covers, and it's just been fun to kind of like rehash and refresh some of the stuff that we really enjoyed back in the day. I'm actually um, probably going to be doing a Craig David cover, but you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just leaking all this shit, man. I'm I'm like uh I'm like Snowden, bro. This is WikiLeaks for for Vertigo Child. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I'm not actually Vertigo Child. Don't even look at what the title says. <laughs> I'm gonna put your. I'm gonna put Frank. <laughs> Frank Pascarello, I'm gonna put that up there instead. This is just an interview with this guy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I told my guitarist, I'm like, can we do that stripped version of Four Times a Lady, please? Like, oh, dude, hell yeah. Oh, it's like this song just gets me. I mean, I want to cover Echo by Incubus, like really bad. That would be dope, actually. I love that song. I love that entire record. Like, I don't know. It's weird because I've seen Incubus for the first time ever at the end of August 2019. And I was like, this band is incredible. And that was the first time I ever six six times. Uh, Yeah. The first time I saw them was in 2003. Uh, morning view sessions at the Pepsi Center in Denver, Colorado. I've seen them. Oh, I hate you right now. <laughs> I've seen them twice at Red Rocks in Colorado. Oh, I really hate you right uh, now. <laughs> yeah, I saw them with Tom Morello and the Night Watchman. Okay, I'm just gonna hang this call up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I actually got to see them on their 20, 20th anniversary of um, fuck, the album name just jumped out of my head. I know, uh, what tour, I know what tour you're talking about. Yeah. Um, uh, that the make yourself, yeah, tour? make yourself. Yeah. The 20th anniversary, make yourself tour. So I got to see them play that almost two nights in a row. Uh, I almost oh, went the second God. night, but I got to go the first night. Um, and then I actually drove to Utah to see them play a two and a half hour set at the Sandy auditorium in Sandy, Utah, uh, where they played summer romance, a certain shade of green, and they played another song off science they hadn't played in 10 years. Okay, so my bass player is going to watch this podcast and he's probably going to come after you. Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> um, my, I, I uh, can honestly say that they are probably the, one of the best live bands I've ever seen. For a band that doesn't like do a whole lot on stage and kind of just keeps it real mellow, they, don't they need put to do on anything. such an incredible show. They don't need to do anything. Just the way that they're like their presence is just like seeing Brandon Boyd live for the first time ever. I was like, this dude is like a majestic creature like that. And, and he is like a, a, a spirit on stage. Like there's he, he, it's amazing, dude. It's life changing to see them live. He stands there and he just like just the way he presents himself and just him. just The fact that that band literally sounds how they do on record live just blew me away. Well, I mean, part of it is because their drummer is incredible. Oh, and oh. Ben Keeney is one of the most underrated bass players in the fucking world. That dude is absolutely nasty. He came from the roots and then was in Incubus. Like the dude's insane. And Dirk Lance was a money bass player. I'm a bassist too. So like 
your bass player and I could vibe on Incubus all the time if he's down. <laughs> oh, he loves Incubus. That's yeah. why I was like, dude, we got to cover Echo. Like, it needs to happen. Do it, man. That would be legit. I've wanted to do, um, I've always wanted to do The Cold. Um, and oh, fuck, what was the other one? It's from, I've always wanted to do, uh, not Idiot Box. It's from the, it's from Science. I always forget. Glad I have my phone in front of me right now, because <laughs> um, they have so many damn good songs. I just um, got in, I just got into science the other day. I hated the record for the longest time, and he's like, "Hey, listen to the album. Listen to these two songs first, then listen to the whole thing." I'm like, "Okay." And yeah. I listen. I listened to the whole thing just chilling out here. I was like, "Mario, I hate you right now. I hate you. I hate you." <laughs> um, yeah, I've always wanted to do Vitamin. Vitamin's a, a, a banger as well. Um, but it, it that's another band that's kind of if you listen to them and you continue to listen to them, they've changed and grown and, and matured as an artist and as a band. And they're a fun one, man. I, I love them. That's a that's a great pull. If you could pull off Echo, dude, I'd shit, I'd bang that all the time. I think I mean that's like the next cover I wanna do. Like my drummer's been talking about how he wants to like use what whatever the damn the little stick things are called, I forget. The, oh, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he wants to use those on a recording. I said, let's just discover Echo. Like, let's do it. Like, I there's something about that song. It just, it, it hit me so hard. Like, it was like a breath of fresh air when I first heard it. Like, I heard it live the first time I seen them. And I was like, I've never heard this song. I want to know what it is. I want to listen to it over and over and over again. And I just got hooked. Like, it's my favorite Incubus song now. Yeah, I would have to say from top to bottom besides make yourself i think morning view is one of those records that i could like if i put it on right now i would listen to the whole thing from top to bottom and not even think about it i mean um, that that's the same thing you can do with make yourself because once you hit the warmth it's like ooh, yeah or you're soothing <laughs> the, the warmth is probably my favorite incubus song of all time hearing them play consequence live was another thing when i heard that riff come in i was like no no. Yeah, that consequence is such a nasty song. God, man, now I'm gonna listen to Incubus when we get off this. Telling thanks. you, like, like thanks, thanks, so man, I appreciate good. it. <laughs> it. It was just calling for it in the conversation. Yeah, dude. Apparently, shit. That's a that's a a, a fire call out there at the end. But uh, e- we're, e- we're even trust fall side B. That damn EP was incredible. Yes, it is. Uh, even uh, into the summer, uh, is that what it was called? Yeah, into the yeah, summer was awesome. They I played that, that at the 20th anniversary. I seen that played at that exact show too. Yeah, it was legit. Um, I got to see, so last thing on this, and then uh, we got to wrap up here shortly. Uh, I actually got to see them open the North American leg of the If Not Now When tour at Red Rocks in Colorado. It was the first show of the of the North American tour, and it was live streamed. So in a live crowd of a live stream show is always kind of like a cool feel. So what I'm what I'm engaging here is I'm going to go and hang out with you in Colorado so I can actually go to Red Rocks and my bandmates can go fuck themselves. <laughs> Deal, man. They play <laughs> some killer shows here. So if you come, if you guys are ever out here, let me know. Um, we, I'll, just, uh, I'll, I'll just book a flight. I'll be like, Mike, I'm coming to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to do, man. I'm down. Bring it. 
you're gonna take me to Red Rocks because you know I need I need to witness the venue for you know not just live videos and seeing this like no I need to see this place I need to be in this place. My first ever Red Rock show was James Taylor, so which is uh, life changing for me as a as a as a fan of his music forever. Like hearing <laughs> hearing about I Prevail playing Red Rocks was like holy hell, dude! Like yeah, I got to see them at the Fillmore here in Denver with um fuck who was it Beartooth and um oh god why did their name just jump out of my head um a day to remember so that was a hell of a show oh yeah I remember that tour yeah that was uh actually I think that was the last live show that wasn't my own show that I got to go to the last live show that I got to go to was Silent Planet Nice man. Okay. Do you have any other any other bands tattooed on you, or just the one? Silent Planet, the Color Morale, Holding Absence. Okay, nice. Right on, man. That's uh that's dedication. I have, um, I have the DP of Drowning Pool tattooed on my leg because I my first ever national tour was with them, um, uh, and so I have the Unlucky Thirteen tour tattoo on my on my calf with. My other uh, four band members who were in uh, the band I was in on that tour. I will tell you the most interesting fact that no one will probably ever know about Virgo Child right now. All right. What's that? What's the best way to describe this is I'm a diehard Elvis fan. Hell yeah, dude. I'll have to get my friend Aaron to watch this episode. She's the she's my she's my resident Elvis aficionado. I am a snob. I have so much Elvis memorabilia. It's disgusting. Oh shit! Don't don't move. I see. You can see. I see it. Yeah, the statue over there. There's there's a statue over there. There's a Elvis doll over there. I have mugs here. I have cards here. I got another mug there. There's a mug behind my laptop. (laughs) I have Elvis Pez dispensers. Would you ever do an Elvis cover? Uh, We were actually thinking about doing an Elvis medley live. Do it. Do it. I would. I would see that. Uh, we're, we're, but the thing is, there's so many good Elvis songs that, like, especially me. I'm a fan of the deep cuts. Like, I was like, "Those your favorite song?" I'm like, I have way too many favorites. I just like the songs that no one talks about. Because everyone's like, "Oh, all shook up, hound dog, blue suede shoes, this, that, and the other thing." I'm like, "Okay, you know all these big hits." I'm like, "Look, go dig deep into the records. You'll find there's a lot of good songs." Dude's crazy talented, man. He he is. Uh fucking fantastic if i'm being honest um but our time has come to an end my good man this is the part of the show where i give you the floor to promote anything you want doesn't matter what it is uh and you could shout out your boys you can shout out your crew you can promote what's coming up uh since i don't have an exact date when this is going to be released i can't be sure that the, the march 19th time frame it should be before then so if you're safe to promote whatever you're promoting for march 19th that's fine by me but but right now frank and vertigo child the floor (laughs) is yours he's only saying this because the minute he stops recording this he's gonna delete the file don't even let him fool you (laughs) 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 anyway i'm definitely not vertigo child that's the biggest lie of this whole entire podcast My name's Frank. Like, you see that? That's that's my name. I'm not Vertigo Child. I don't have music out right now. Definitely don't. No, no. Anyway, here, I'll stop. I will stop lying to you. Even though you're probably going to laugh your ass off at this point in the podcast anyway. So, 
Yeah, I'm Vertigo Child. I got three singles out right now. They're all completely horrible. They're bad. My musician, the musician in my backing band just suck. You know, no, but really, okay. I'll, I'll try and be serious, even though Mike's laughing at me right now. I'll try and be serious. <laughs> anyway, take three. Don't, don't, don't roll film. Oh, you're already rolling film. Too bad. Anyway. <laughs> take three. <laughs> I'm Vertigo Child. And I got music out right now. Three singles. Uh, if you feel lonely, acceptance and arm's reach. A uh, computer that doesn't currently want to work right now. Um, wow, this is killing my outro. <laughs> Come on. I can computer. still see you, man. You're good. Yeah, you're being I'm... recorded still, so you're fine. Anyway, yeah, I got three singles out right now. If you feel lonely, acceptance and arm's reach, body on mind. I got a cover of uh, my future dropping next month, you know, tentatively March 19th. But, you know, you didn't hear that from me. Um, I got an EP coming out later this year. All the songs are complete garbage. They're worse than the previous three that are out now. No, no, that's not true either. Just don't don't take me seriously. You can't because if you take me seriously, then you're doing it wrong. Anyway, yeah. EP drops this fall. Um, Shout out Mario. Shout out Peter. Shout out David, new guitar player. You'll you'll know who he is next month. Shout out Real Wiley. Shout out RJ DeMarco and Fernway because they're a bunch of babes and their music rules. Shout out Mike DeMix. Uh, Shout out Early Bird. Shout out Adam Ramey because, you know, why not? If I don't shout out Adam, he's going to come for the throat, and I don't want that right now. And also, you know, shout out Push Digital Marketing because this probably wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for push and adam and you know i'm gonna give mike all the love right now yeah man hey you know i I gotta be honest when uh when we jumped on that push family you were one of the first people that jumped out to me um sean runs our our instagram more than i do but you know uh i definitely check in and, and look at who we've got going there and you've definitely been one of the ones that's been pushing the hardest and really working hard, man. So I respect it big time. And I'm glad to have you on here. Um, I'm going to leaving that entire intro or outro in, um, there's going to be no cuts. Uh, so you're going to, you're going to see the full unedited version of what that was. Um, but legit, man, thank you so much. This has been a blast and, uh, I wish you nothing but success. You're welcome on any time, brother. Uh, anytime you got something to promote you, you just give me a shout out. Um, and I will throw it on here as soon as possible. And, and I'm glad to have you on here. Um, it's been fun, man. This has been a blast. <laughs> it's been super fun. I didn't know what to expect. I was like, oh, I'm going to be on a podcast. Like, what, what's going to happen? <laughs> hey, man, sometimes that's the most fun. When you don't know what's coming, it, it always feels uh, it feels nice to enjoy yourself a little bit. And just, you know, for me, I always hear podcasts and interviews, and they're always like, so tell me a little bit about yourself. And I'm like... <laughs> I just wanted to be a conversation, see where it goes, you know, ask a few questions, have a conversation, man. We're stuck in a position right now where we don't really get to have conversations with people anymore. Um, we're trapped in, in, not trapped, but we're not allowed to like really go anywhere, do anything at this point in time, but that's going to change hopefully in the near future. And we'll be able to have shows again and, and be able to, you know, do actual collaborations and, and work face to face. But you know, right now I got this medium and I'm stoked to, to be able to present you to a, an audience and, and you present me to your audience. And, and you know what? At the end of the day, it's going to be fucking fun when that 
when everything comes together. The next time I'm on this podcast is going to be a full hour-long conversation strictly about Incubus, nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) Deal. I I think we could talk an entire hour about Incubus. We're literally going to talk just about Incubus, nothing else. If something something else comes into the conversation, one of us has to take a shot. All right, man. I'll keep you to that. Next time we're talking, <laughs> uh, we'll do a we'll do a uh, an entire incubus hour. And I'll I will try and make sure my bass player is here so that you know you get two people instead of just one. Deal. I'm game, man. Let's yes. do it. I'll I'll try to get my uh I'll try to get my friend Katie to come too. Oh, she's look. the one I've seen. I've seen five of my six incubus shows with her. So she's down. We'll we'll do like a whole incubus episode. We're going to do it a whole entire Incubus episode. And I just came up with that off the fly, but now I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. We'll figure it out when we'll get it all figured out. Maybe uh, maybe around EP release time. How about that? That's cool. All um, right. I don't mind it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, man. It's on It's on film now. I got it recorded. I'm not deleting shit. He has receipts now. He's going to use them against me. <laughs> all music on the podcast is provided by the band Mosaic. You can find them on Spotify or on Instagram at mosaic underscore band underscore official. All artwork is provided by Patrick Creasy from the band Red Queen. You can check out his band on Spotify as well as the band's website, redqueenband.com. Also, take the time to check out my band, Gunpowder Empire. We have a band camp at gunpowderempire.bandcamp.com. You can find all of our singles and our acoustic EP on Apple Music and Spotify. Thanks for listening. It almost feels like someone else is living my life. Cause it almost feels like someone else is living my As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.